Hey, what's going on, guys? We're all coming in. Welcome to the Books to Business live stream. We're just going to hang out for a few minutes and uh, let this place fill up. Yeah, next week, while we have you here, we're already well into Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. Uh, you already set this book? Yeah, I'm about, uh, I don't know, maybe an hour into it. Yeah, I love her stuff. Vulnerability. Feel free to ask questions. Vulnerability in the chat. with leads and uh, with leadership. Yeah. yeah, she's good. She's good. Uh, just to maybe set expectations. So we're we're gonna talk a little bit. Um, you know, every every Tuesday we obviously release a, a podcast on a certain book. This week we did Simon Sinek start with why. So we wanted to talk a little bit about what it means to find your why, hold on to that why it's important. And chat with you guys, you know, most importantly, you know, get any questions you have, any thoughts, either about the episode or about your why or anything else. Um, so just kind of wanted this to be a fireside chat type thing. Yeah, if you feel like rolling any uh, regular business questions uh, out there right now, there's a lot of questions we're getting, like loaded with uh, how to work from home, how to be more effective. It's a big one right now. In a virtual environment. Yeah. So if you want to ask us questions about this book, uh, start with why, which is an amazing book. Um, if you're going to start a business, start by reading this book. Could save you a lot of a lot of money, a lot of time, make you a better leader, give you give you give you a little more uh, cushion for when you have those bad days. Yeah. Another towel to cry in. Do we, <laughs> do we want to do maybe like a, a little round robin and do like, because this is the, the books to business crew for those of you that are, are maybe yeah. seeing us for the first time yeah. and just like a quick little introduction. Let's do it. Um, Go for it. Yeah, great. Uh, Terrence McMahon. I'm a retired CEO, uh, best-selling author, a TEDx speaker, and uh, you know, co-host of this podcast. And in this podcast, we want to help uh, curate knowledge from the best business um, ideas that we can find, mostly curating them through reading books and sharing ideas that we learned in business so that people can uh, be more effective entrepreneurs so that we can keep the world economy growing. Uh, and help help people all around the world. That's what we do. That's awesome. Um, and I do it. You know, I do. I do. Um, you know, I do live speeches. I travel a fair amount doing that. I also, um, you know, we spend a lot of time here in Hollywood Beach, where we live, and this is our studio. Uh, so, all right, um, cool. So I'm Eddie Pinero, and uh, you know, like Terrence, I'm a, a speaker and entrepreneur, and the founder of Your World Within, which is kind of my platform to tell stories, share my thoughts and ideas and um you know co-host of the weekly podcast books to business too so uh yeah i want to introduce us to our um, not ready for prime time producer <laughs> our steve <awesome> selly <laughs> what's going on guys name is steven selly here uh <laughs> produce the books to business podcast uh i like to create content for these guys uh and my why really aligns with theirs which is helping people transform live their best life so it's just really dream come true to be able to kind of help them get their message out and uh yeah if you're looking at this live stream that's all me and it's really fun to kind of push the boundaries as well so as we do this live stream ask your questions hopefully in the future we do some uh engaging different things but this is all new to me as well uh but we've been doing it for a few months now so i'm getting my hand my handle on it uh working through some different difficulties here and there, but it's fun. It's really fun to kind of be on the cutting edge of technology with the best equipment, and uh, it's really fun to be a part of this team to kind of help you guys push your limits in whatever you guys want to do. Hell yeah. And Steve's a dunker with a seven-foot vertical. <laughs> yeah, so another thing is... Dude can jump. <laughs> yeah. My main thing that helped me, led me to my love of content was... Uh, my own fitness journey, and I uh, started filming myself, and I learned how much I love creating content as well. So that's a big part of it. 
Yeah, he's being kind because his uh, his specialty is is uh, these uh, I don't know, acrobatic dunks that, <laughs> that are just remarkable to watch. He got like Thank a you. massive following online. Uh, maybe by the end we can put the social network uh, sure. links in the in the uh, in the chat so you can follow uh, one or all of us. We have a um, Instagram account. We have our podcast. Also, if you could be so kind and if you enjoy this, one thing that helps our our search criteria, I guess, on the, these algorithms is reviews. And we have a fair amount of reviews, and we need more. If you like this podcast, uh, go on Apple and leave a review. That's really helpful. Um, so we're, you know, our, our primary audience is entrepreneurs. I mean, I have a business background. Eddie's got a background in motivations. The intersection of such things create a, a very good dynamic where we're taking books that kind of bounce off the the uh, walls of motivation, business, inspiration, trying to help people um, do better and survive long enough to learn how to be an entrepreneur. And these ideas that we curate for you help you feel better about starting your business. And, and, and these are just little tips you can learn off of the mistake of so many others. Yeah. Oh, man. Roadmap right there. All the mistakes are in these books. So what, let's, let's talk a little bit about Start With Why and on this camera, right? And um, maybe what, you know, for someone that hasn't read it or maybe they have, what was your, what was your takeaway? What's the one big thing that if you're explaining to someone off the street, you would say this is important to take from this book? It's the difference. You know, my perception was it's the difference between motivating people um, and inspiring them. Yeah. And he talks about incenting, you know, motivations or incentives. And he talks a lot about that they'll work and they work and they always work. But if you're inspiring somebody and he gives a lot of examples of, 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 of great leaders like Martin Luther King, who wasn't necessarily the, the top speaker at his time in the, in, the, in, the, in the civil rights movement. There were other speakers, but he had such a powerful why. Right. He didn't come to the world saying, I have a I have a plan. I have a 14 point program. He said, I have a dream. And everything he did beyond that dream was the reason that he was there to help people. And everybody, you know, uh, all people from all over the world connected with that idea. And he's inspired people. Such an important thing. Like, people don't respond to plans. Right. They respond to ideas. That's exactly what my takeaway would be. It's like, it made me think about, you know, someone listened to the podcast, Taylor, um, who listened to a lot of our stuff and, and asked, you know, why is it that you were so reflective or rethought so much because it seems like you have a strong why. And, you know, I feel like we all do, but it makes me step back and look at everything I'm doing in my life and think, man, this really doesn't align with my why. This really doesn't align with my why. And you find yourself just chopping things down to simplify your life. Yeah. And, you know, you have your reason you get up in the morning and why should you do things that don't align with that in some way, you know? There's a lot of great companies that have a why. They don't communicate it very well either. So we're gonna go we're gonna go through a little bit of a workshop at the end or during to teach you how to kind of communicate your why. You know, and it's usually is a format and a process to do that. So this book's not only about finding your why. A lot of people know what it is. They just don't necessarily communicate it very well. Right. Because uh, I think everybody wants to do more. I mean, you have uh, great leaders like Steve Jobs, who um, he was very good with why with Apple, and he communicated it well with the company. And then he had uh, they talked about other companies like Dell that was a great company, had ex you know access to the very same resources and talent pool to build computers, but one company 
had a why. They wanted to challenge the status quo, and they wanted to think differently, and they kind of created a, a movement. Yeah. And people loved that, and, that's, and it was communicated well everywhere they touched, and they still do it a pretty good job of it. That's so cool. And, and it allowed them, too, to, like, because Apple has such a strong why, they're not stuck to computers. Challenging right. the status quo and thinking differently applies to music. They revolutionized the music industry. Right. It applies to cell phones. They revolutionized that. So it's like it really opens up the box yeah. in terms of, you know, in terms of what you can do, um, which is such a cool thing. Yeah, like Apple has such a fanatical uh, brand that like you don't necessarily even have to talk to anybody. If you see that they're an Apple user, you automatically have a connection. I'm a fanboy. I'm an Apple guy. Yeah, it's like seeing somebody in, in if you're ever in like, uh, well, if you're ever in Florida, like Eddie and I are, we're from Boston. And you see someone from Boston, even though you don't know them, you have a connection because we're part of, you know, we're Bostonians. Right. Same is true for Apple because there's a big why to that. Um, so your leaders, your, your business owners, and, you know, you want to inspire people to take action um, so that they can do something that's good. And if it's good for them, not just good for you and your company, they'll, they'll, they'll be inspired and they'll be loyal rather than repeat customers. Yeah. Apple users are loyal. Yeah. And and just as we're talking about this, if you guys have a why that you want to share, feel free to throw it in the box. I'd love to hear about what your why is, what gets you uh, gets you up and, and excited yeah. in the morning. Go for it. We got some questions. Yeah. So uh, w- real quick, I wanted to mention that what I liked about what Simon said. He says people buy, uh, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Yeah. And that summed it up like so well. It's because so many people get caught up in how to create, especially as a creator and content, how much you build and how what they see, but they gotta they gotta feel the why behind everything you do. All right, so I have one here. What would be the first domino in building your why? That's uh, I love the dominoes. The the whole concept yeah, of the domino. Yeah, someone's following your stuff. That's yeah, your the stick. domino is a geometric progression. So everything, uh, if you want, you know, to, to visualize a very big domino, right? This big and visualize that's the result you want. And domino is only two inches big and the little domino is just this big and it can't knock over the big goal yet but it can knock over something ahead of it so you want to I mean the question is what do you do first I would do a, a gut check and look backwards in your life and you know one, one good exercise that I that I heard Simon talk about I'm not sure he talked about it in his book is talk to your friends that, that want to spend time with you ask mm-hmm. them why they want to spend time with you Ooh. Like, why do you want to hang out with me? You know, don't That's be a, great. Don't Is be that a, one of his keynotes? A, he said it. He said but one, the, it, the, his why came from, yeah, it, was in, it was in an interview on a podcast. He said his why came from somebody says, you know, Simon, when I hang out with you, you just kind of inspire me. And, you know, he said he got goosebumps and ran home and wrote his, you know, his, his why is to inspire other, to help, inspi- to inspire others, to help inspire others so yeah. that they can make the world a better place wow. something like it. yeah it's, it's it came from that um, and there's other there's other there's other strategic um ways to do it but don't my, my coaching would be in the first domino don't be cute just put down in english in one or two sentences why you want to build a company and it starts with i help people and you know like in our case we help people uh gain knowledge about business. We curate that. Um, and then you say, um, so that, so that they can fill in the blank, the why, so that they can be better than they thought they ever could be and make the world a better place to live. I love it. I and love that's it. kind of the two-part process. 
That's the domino. So the first part is, you know, those two boxes. I help people. My company is, we have a company that does this, okay, which is the how and the what, so that people can do this. And, and that's the why. Yeah. So what's a bigger thing beyond your company? Like Apple, Apple challenges the status quo and thinks differently so that the world can be a better place. Okay. Um, that's kind of the, the first domino I would do. And then go backwards and look at what you spent your time doing. Because I think, I think um, you also have, you know, what companies, if you, have, if you don't have a company, um, you know, that, that's kind of like you get a little control over what you want to do and how you want to help the world. Yeah. So the way, I mean, I, I sort of say it the exact same way. But to, maybe from a personal standpoint, I use a metaphor of chasing fireflies, which is the idea of, just think about it in all its simplicity. You're a kid, you have a net, you're chasing these little glowing bugs, right? Yeah. You're, you're not worried about time. You're not worried about what's going on. You're not worried about if you're meeting societal standards, what anyone thinks about you. It's you're, you're at peace, you're in flow, and you're, you're running around living. And, you know, my why has a lot to do with that same feeling. Yeah. I always say, and it's different, you know, it's, it's different in business, but it's n the same. It's just different contextually, you know? So uh, I, I like to think of, you know, what is it that makes me feel like I'm a kid again? We sort of lose that as we grow up and we conform to a set of standards that maybe we agree with and maybe we don't. Um, so to me, diving into that space mentally, what puts me in a state of flow, um, that really is the starting point. And I think that was the question, right? What's the very beginning? Yeah. It's yeah. like, that's it for me. Right. What, what makes you feel good? State of flow, happiness, peak living, boom, start there and work yep. up. Yeah. Because you're kind of transporting people from one place to another through your work. And that's what a business is. It transports a feeling or a product that produces a feeling because everything's a feeling. Right. Um, and if you can contribute in a way, in a way to make people feel better and they know it and you communicate it correctly, which is way later is how do you, how do you get clever with the words that could take a couple of years, by the way. And, you know, because the English dictionary is so long, there's so many different possibilities and combinations and there's, you know, going back to other books, there's ways to communicate that's fluent, cognitively fluent instead right. of like overloading people. Who, who has that amazing quote? I, I can never... I've asked you this a hundred times. Yeah. They said, uh, sorry for the long letter. If I had more time, I would have made it shorter. Uh, Mark Twain. Was it Mark Twain? Yeah, he, said, yeah. I, he said, I'd make this, uh, I'd make this, <laughs> this uh, book shorter, but it would take me a very long time. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, hard. It's, it's hard. Simplification it's hard. is an art. Steve Jobs says it's the ultimate sophistication. Right, you know, right. That's cool. It's a good first domino. So, and line them up. Uh, Dustin... Uh, chimed in with his domino actually he said he has he used the do domino method it's a rough draft so definitely not finalized but this is his first domino to connect with and embrace others so together we achieve greatness for humanity by building a life full of love and belonging beautiful it'd be interesting to know what business is it a business why yeah, or, or just that's he we just had uh to drop read that one more time sure. Steve. i can't to connect with and embrace others so together we achieve greatness for humanity by building a life full of love and belonging. Oh, personal why. Just his personal why. Yeah, that's a good one, man. If you, if you had a company, Dustin, you can say, I do this through writing books, speaking on stages, through my blog, through my Facebook posts. Like you're set up. You already have your why. Dropping that into you know, a lot of businesses would be kind of interesting. 
Yeah, and it's also something that people overlook. It's a good why. Connection. Oh, absolutely. You I, mean, I, I mean? want to meet this guy. <laughs> it's uh, it's a really important thing. So for from a personal standpoint, yeah. obviously we're social beings, but from mm-hmm. a business standpoint, I always say relationships are the foundation for any business. They make the world go around. You know, I, I love that. So he, he, he built the framework was to connect and embrace others so that it's perfectly done, actually. That'll be, uh, that one will serve you a long time. That'll make decisions. I'm going through this with my coach right now. Like you gotta, if you have any talent whatsoever, the world's going to come to you with all kinds of opportunities, and they're going to try to convince you and recruit you over to a new thinking. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a why for your, in personal, like a purpose almost, like you can get distracted, detracted, quickly and chase what do we call it chasing rainbows um and and there's certain ways that are legitimate to do that but a lot of times you know you go what do we call you you're you're pretty what do you call it when we're going all kinds of different directions disoriented yeah you were saying something the other day chasing a squirrel yeah so oh squirrel yeah shiny object squirrel type Uh, thing yeah yeah Yeah. that to me is like the most important factor, you know, yeah. I'm sure you could, you could say the same thing with restaurant, right? Your restaurant yeah. endeavor. It's like anytime you stray from your why there's, there's always repercussions and just having clarity is, is, is huge. I bought a restaurant. I know. Yeah. Tell, <laughs> tell them the story. That's a good story. Well, I was starting to do so well as so I was becoming, I definitely didn't have a why I was detached from the high stress and toxicity of, of the business that I was in, which was financial selling and advisory and it just had a lot of pollution uh, mentally because you don't ever you never really know where your next dollar is coming from and of course i was partying like crazy i was in restaurants and i've been in enough of them to say this is easy enough maybe i'll buy a restaurant so i bought a restaurant and then i bought another one and then it was it was basically the equivalent of driving a brand new car off a cliff every month because <laughs> sounds, like sounds like a yeah, so i never made any money but you know before the beating was so bad because i drifted not only from my why but also from my core competency yeah. So if you stick with your why, all your decisions are going to be easy to make. Like you literally process things through your why first before you make any new decisions. Is this going to help me? Right. Simon talked about that in the keynote too. He said when, when he's asked to do something that doesn't help inspire others to be inspired, he doesn't do it. I remember coming up in the entrepreneurial world and it's like you, you get this, you know, you find your lane and I was like, this is what I'm good at. This is how I add value. But then you get impatient and people you look up to are like, hey, here's how you can you know, make money using webinars. And you're like, oh, okay, all right, I'll go make money using webinars. Yeah. And then you realize like, why, why am I doing this? Right. This is not my why. This is not my, you know, and it's always like bouncing back and reminding yourself, push, pull, push, pull, push, pull. But if that's your anchor, you know, yeah. you're really, you're setting yourself up for success long term. If we had zero people watching us right now, we'd still do this podcast. We love it. Yeah. We love it. Because what does it do for you? Uh, well, first of all, it's like a second college education. A right. book a week is no joke. <laughs> it's been, it's changed my life. Um, and then just the idea to dive into them, apply things in my personal life, my business life, chat with you, chat with Steve. Right. Um, it's game changing. Yeah, it makes you like automatically interesting. You know, if you know a lot, if you're well read and you have nothing else, not even a college education, but you're well read, there's very few conversations that you can't go into and have information to add value to some conversation so that you can you can be at least more persuasive, more influenced, more influenceable, mm-hmm. more influential. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Struggle with the blank. I, I gotta read the dictionary next. But there's books here. We did twenty five books and the, the powerful thing is we got a good idea. They're on, they're on video, by the way. 
So we're talking to a friend of yours that cooks and she wants to write a cookbook. I said, well, write it for yourself so that your kids can have it. Yeah. You know, she's got great recipes. Write them down. And just your why could be so my children have them. When I'm gone, they can see these awesome recipes. Like that's a good why. That's powerful stuff. And, and it comes through to people. Yeah. Right? They want that. So we're trying to share our, our, uh, our passion. And we're making it easy on you, by the way, because we read the book. So if you're, <laughs> I'm not going to call you lazy, but if you don't have the time <laughs> to read the book, we spend six to ten hours in many cases just reading, curating, being prepared to teach the topic so that we can give it to you in small bites that are good and quick and usable. Right. And now this, this is a new thing, and this is our second one. This is a reinforcement tool. So you can weaponize the knowledge and use it. And, and like in uh, Justin's case, or Dustin's case, like that's a great why that you can add into any business. I don't need that dude. I got a question from here from June. Really good one. It says, what do you do when your why loses its meaning after going through multiple adversities? That's a tough one. When your why loses its meaning. Um, well, I mean, that's happened yeah. to me. You know, I, I think life is perpetual rediscovery. It's, um, you know, you are your own experiment. And that's, that's what I'd say as long as you're being truthful with yourself. Um, you know, because there are times like I've like I've had this idea of what I should be. And I go towards that route because I think that's what I should be, not because I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're really looking in the mirror and asking yourself what's important to you, that can change. That should change. You know what I mean? Like as we grow, we don't need to stay the same and we shouldn't. And if there's an evolution there that takes place, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. My, my advice and, and my lesson learned is just be willing to adapt and have those conversations. That's why running and walking are so important to me because mm. I can shut off the noise okay. and I can ask myself the tough questions. You can go your whole life doing the wrong thing because you don't take the time to just reflect. Yeah. Ask yourself where you are now. Is it conducive to where you want to be? It's You know what I mean? It's like the simple simple things, but they're huge. Absolutely. Yeah. If you, if you have adversity too, there's nothing in the world that says you are contracted to you have a contract to keep your wife for the rest of your life. If it's, if it's changed due to circumstances, a lot of times the adversity could be you're on the wrong path. It could be the ripple effect of departing. You know, the, you know, if you're just off one degree early on, you can't tell, but later on it goes way away. Yeah. Um, and I would re-examine, look backwards again. And that's how Steve Jobs talked about. You, can, you can't connect the dots unless you do it looking backwards to see I, what, what that adversity could, could spawn a whole new purpose. And I don't want to beat a dead horse, but, I mean, your story is the perfect example of this. Yeah. I mean, you, you were going one way in life and then went 180, right. you know, um, transformation. And circumstances, um, yeah. you know, the health matter, and I had to change, and, and I, you know, I had to change everything. But I, my, my why was, my big why was I wanted to, you know, be... I wanted to be, do it for my kids so they'd be proud of me that I could come back. What would you say it was before that, if you don't mind me asking? Early on? Yeah, so before I wanted to you make got my father sick and made proud. that change. Okay. I wanted to make my father proud my whole life. Like he idolized people that made money. And I always wanted to make him proud. He was a professional baseball player. He was my hero. So I always wanted to get a smile out of him and get a kick out of him. And when baseball washed out, all I, all I had was knocking on doors, selling insurance, and I did well. Of course, I didn't tell him I was doing that. I told him I was some kind of financial planner, but I was knocking on doors, selling life insurance. Pride swallowing, horrific job. <laughs> but uh, did well, did well enough because I had that driver, and then I had my kids. I had to feed my family. So there were the regular whys, 
and then no why. Like after I after uh, survival was was a, a non issue, my my existence tone went way down to you know to the point now where I just didn't care. I was indifferent, mm. and and I didn't have the coaching or the books or the connection or the need or the desire to read books and learn from others. And my mentors were great; they're amazing mentors. Um, but I stopped listening to them. These are both great men that are in my life to this day. They're in their 70s, and they're, the, they're like my two other dads. Wow. So, I mean, that's uh, adversity will spawn a new purpose. You know, so my new purpose is to, to help people recreate themselves, brain, body, and business, so that they can experience higher potential of an existence that they ever thought was possible. Yeah. And I do that through this podcast, through my speeches, through my books, through my coaching. I love it. Yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, I'm, I just, by the way, I, I, I started rewriting it when I, when I heard it because I never had a good way to articulate it. But it's a lifelong Re- process. Rewriting your why? Yeah, just kind of like so I can say, like, if you're on not Phil Donahue, you probably don't even know who that is. I have no idea. Does anybody know who <laughs> Phil Donahue is? I'll send them a copy of my book. But he used to do a talk show. Like, I don't even know who would. <laughs> but if you're ever on a talk show, Oprah. Okay. She says, what do you what do? You do? Why do you do what you do? I'd be like, duh, I don't really know. Now I know. Yeah. So maybe she'd be like, wow, that's a cool thing to do for people. I'm, maybe I'm interested. And all of a sudden. It's all in the story. He's selling hundreds of millions of books because Oprah's got a powerful uh, endorsement. There you go. I'd say mine was similar. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I was up until a certain point, maybe mid-20s. It was, I wasn't sure like who I was trying to impress, but I was trying to be impressive. Um, and then I just realize that there's a creative space. There's like a self-actualization, as Maslow would say. There's that, like a whole side of me that was sort of unexplored, and it just made me happy, and I felt like I added value to the world. And I'm like, oh, my God, all you have to do is look for that, and it's there. And then once I realized that, I'm like, I want to spend my life helping others kind of find that, you know? Because it it's not difficult, as, as June alluded to, to like do something you don't want to do or go down the wrong path. Right simply because you weren't thinking about it, you know? So it was just kind of like, this is my, my why. This is my purpose Steve, in life. Steve, you have that, that email note that the, the guy sent to Eddie today. I think it was today. Did you get that in the group chat? Oh, yeah, I sent that. I that have was, it. That was oh, amazing. yeah. I'd rather have him read it because I don't do very well with it. But this is a person that... I have it if you want me to read it. Can you read it? You read better than I do. Ed, do you <laughs> want to read it? Sure. I could oh, that's... Yeah, he says, um, this is a, oh, this is like, Eddie, I was about to end it two years ago when I found your videos. Just wanted you to know that you saved a life. I'm 49, grew up, this is hard to read. I'm 49, grew up as a pastor's son, had a wife and five kids. I run uh, girdermusic.com and Christian music sites, but my life was spiraling downward fast. I found your videos on YouTube just looking for something that would help. I was crying for help. I was desperate. So I simply am reaching out so that you know that your videos are doing more than bringing in a financial windfall for yourself. You need to know that. You need to keep going. You need to print this email and keep it for those times you're ready to give up. My life is quite different today because of one week of me listening to as many of your videos as I could. Bless you, my friend. My number's below. I mean, that... Yeah. Uh, that was... That's a one way to get a why if you didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, at 329 today. So that was a brand new... That's a brand new thing. And that's feedback. If you're, if you're doing it right, you're getting feedback, which keeps the torch going. 
Every once in a while, you need somebody to pick you up and say, hey, man, this is this is useful. That's why reviews are so important. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're, they're so important. Talk about a parallel. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. They make us feel good. And it's like, oh, this is worth doing. Because yeah. there's not a lot of financial reward in some of the things that you do that take a lot of time. You do them because you like them so you can help people. Yeah. That's the why. That's what the why is all about. The why is about. I do this, you know, because you're connecting the dots, motivating people and teleporting to them. Firefly. Uh, in, in the net, you're telling people, teleporting people there temporarily to get past the terrible, horrible things that life has to deal with you yeah. all the time. Yeah. Particularly now. I mean, people are, you know, there's a lot of folks that need to hear that. So if you haven't heard it, Steve, put the, your world within in the chat. Sure. If anybody doesn't know Eddie's stuff, it's fantastic. Oh, thanks, man. So some of the most important things you'll do in life, they feel insignificant or uneventful just because sometimes it takes so long for them to sort of, as you put it, like, you know, have that reward or get that. And like you want as, as human beings, when we put energy and effort into something, we want validation. That makes sense. We put an energy, we want a reward. And some of the best things in life, you put in energy, but you don't get the reward. It's just energy and energy and energy and energy and energy. And so, you know, it's the ability to push through without getting that is everything. It's also why those messages are so powerful. It's like, you know, it's meaningful. Yeah, it's huge. It's gas for the uh, the business tank. Yeah. The per- once the purpose tank is fills fills back up, getting feedback. When you're doing a good job, you get feedback. Mm-hmm. Question: I got a question for you guys. Which is: Is there anything on your bucket list that you haven't done? You have your why. You're building businesses around it. Is there anything on your bucket bucket list in life? June replied already. She said hers is skydiving. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I have no interest in that. I mean, I guess I might try, but. What do you have? Um, a few things. Like, I think I have benchmarks for the stuff that I'm doing. Like, I'd love to have a million subs on YouTube. I'd love to buy my parents a condo on the beach. I haven't been to Australia. I'd love to go to Australia. <laughs> Just, like, different things like that. But oh, that's good. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> I made him think. <laughs> no, it's good. I, I've traveled a lot. I'm older than you are, by the way. I guess... Um, I guess, I mean, if bucket list is something I want to do, I'd like to have a, a an airplane, not to have an airplane because I care less about that. Is it, it's the, it opens the world up that you can help a lot more people if you have that, that, that convenience of travel because mm-hmm. um, it opens up. I mean, there's so many things that would fill bucket lists, you know, potential things in the bucket list if you had the ability to, you know, of course not now, but to leave and help, you know, go somewhere for a speech for a day and come home. Like there's a lot, you got to decline a lot of deals because you can't get there and get back. It just kills too much time. Yeah. So that would open up a lot, a lot of things. I've always wanted to have access to a, you know, a private plane to, not because it's a status thing. It's to have the world open up. Yeah. A friend of mine. World at your fingertips. Yeah. And and if I had that, I'd travel around the world for a year like my buddy just did. Yeah. He spent two hours on the phone telling me how he he took a plane, his plane, around the world. And he, and, he, and he said it was Imagine amazing. Imagine the experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah, amazing. Wow. Amazing. Wow. By the way, someone said... Uh, travel for a year would be the... No plan, I'll travel for a year. Make a difference in someone's life as their bucket list, and I promise you, you do. So, so the story, if that's a narrative you're telling yourself mm-hmm. that you don't, don't even go... Like you, There are people that you do add value to their lives, and they're grateful every single day that you're there and you are there making an impact. So mm. just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, another thing I was going to say on that point of like making someone a life, making a difference in someone's life 
a way to do that that I think is a kind of a reverse hack is think about what someone could do for you that would really change your life and then go try to do that for someone oh, else. Steve, that's so And then good. that's just like, for example, we talk about being positive a lot of times. Sometimes I think about how could someone be so positive in some tough, tough situation? So I try to be that positive because I think it's hard for me to believe someone else can do it. So I try to be it myself. And it's very similar. Yeah. That's really good. For the record, we joke about this a lot. Steve is maybe the nicest human we've ever met. <laughs> He's like such a good dude. Um, I got another, if I had a daughter, Steve, yeah. <laughs> I Go still on. keep you away from her. Okay. Still, <laughs> still no, he's, a good, he's a legitimate, really good guy. Um, I have a good question for you guys. What? Eddie, you might have answered it already, but it says, what makes you forget about the world around you? I'm thinking yours is running. T, what would yours be? Um, I like having meaningful conversations with people. You know, Usually it's about books or helping somebody create momentum. I, I don't know what it is. Is there's a, you know, I like yoga and stuff like that to slow my mind down. So I learn how to do that. But I love... Given, you know, I love seeing someone come back. Like, um, I think it was June who said the adversity kind of, if you have an adversity in your life, the best thing you can do is create like a 180 off of that because the world's not expecting it. And if I can inspire someone just to you know, flip it around and change directions, like, and I've seen it a lot in the addiction space. Mm -hmm. I, I get a lot of people private messaging me about addiction. They've, they've, they've tried to quit a lot of people, and I get a lot from spouses too. And they're like, how'd you quit? So I, I just, I have a, I just told myself a different story. So I have a different methodology, recreating instead of rehabilitating. But it's not that, you know, it's just turning the, the, the tide around and creating momentum. Because once you create momentum and people are getting feedback like you got from your listener, the, 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 the world pulls you in there, you know, gravity will take you that way. And it helps you stay focused and because I would... It's just fun to do. I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it, it, you know, it gets me forgetting about all the problems in the world. And I love that. anytime there's people that, that are having a hard time with this, you know, look out, help somebody. If you have problems and you're worried or you're depressed, start helping somebody else. Mm. You know, it's a bit, it's a very powerful um, decision to make somebody, you know, help make someone better. You kind of own them a little bit. Yeah. You know, you, you, you take, <laughs> you take a responsibility for getting them better. You pick them up. I like doing that. I love can it. You, can you repeat that uh, thing you mentioned? I think it was last podcast where you said, do something nice without asking. I don't remember. It was the... It had to have been that profound. It, you, you, I want you to say it. Well, right. I can say it if you want. What, what, it, what, what it was was you say, you do something nice for somebody without asking. So that, Because when you ask, like, can I do something for you? Uh, well, that's, that's the... Um, that's, that's like uh, when someone dies, right? You know, people will call up, can I do anything? Like you're talking to someone who's going through a problem. Don't don't ask them. Just do something for them. Mm -hmm. You know, send them a, a food platter or, or 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 pick somebody up to go to the services or, or offer. You know, just show up and say I'm going to help carry people or carry food or do whatever instead of saying Can I help? I mean, they mean well, but people that are they'll say no. Yeah, and they'll never forget that you um, that you did that. When I was when I was terminally ill, I think I had a month left. I was like green. I could barely walk. I didn't want to see anybody. I have very few pictures of that too because it was so grotesque. Um, the athletic director and the baseball coach from my college flew down to, to uh, Jacksonville, knocked on my door, took me out to lunch. It was fantastic. Never forget I'll that. Never forget it. Yeah, Ever. Amazing. Eric Allen and Coach Ken Herring. I'll never forget it. And I didn't die. So, I, you know, I tell that story, you know, and they, they perk up because they didn't ask for that. They just did it. They got on a plane. It was fantastic. Yeah. It's simple, I was saying. It's just a lunch, too. Like, obviously, they got on a plane, but it's a simple act. 
to just take you to lunch, and it made the oh. huge, yeah, it's everything. You know, you know, talk about um, like doing things for people. Like I called a friend of mine; his name's Neil, and he's writing a book. And every time, you know, I call him, it's always, "Oh, can you?" Do you know this or that? I'm asking him to refer me back to something that we talked about. Today, I just called him to say hi. You know, because it's like, just call to say hi once in a while. I think it's a better, it makes you feel a good. better way. Yeah. Yeah. And we're in a situation right now where there's no better time to pick up he the was, phone. He was know? home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was there, phone by his side. Mm-hmm. You know. What um, else we got for questions? Well, actually, let me throw in my answer okay. to that one. Oh, yeah, sure. sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. I This one, I, I feel like it's important because um, it's a little out there. So when you talk about things that like make you do without, you don't realize time goes by. There's one thing for me, or it makes you forget the world. Is that the yeah, question, oh, right, Steve? Right. Uh, one thing is diving into something creatively, but not having an expectation. Mm. And I just think I wanted to make sure I got that in because I think it's such a healthy thing. And we always think everything we, we do has to have some grand finale. And some of my greatest life epiphanies are sitting down. Maybe it's writing. Maybe it's whatever it is for you. But doing something and saying, look, however this happens, I don't care. I'm not going to show anyone. There's no pressure. You don't stop in the middle and think, is anyone going to buy this? Is anyone going to like this? Are people going to enjoy this? Is this good? doesn't matter. You know, and it's just a piece of you put into the world and you learn about yourself. 99% of the time, it evolves into something meaningful anyway. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to sneak that in there because I think that's important. Oh, that's but cool. That's really flow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me, chicks hit me high. That's flow. Yeah, that's really, that's really good. Yeah, it makes a difference. The I mean, no expectation part I like. Right, because with the videos I put out on YouTube, like it's still flow. But I, there's, an ex, there's a standard that I know I have to meet, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, that's the difference. Um, whereas if it's a Saturday and I'm like, dude, just let's go. Make something. No one's going to see it. N- you know, a lot of that stuff. It changes your mindset, too. Exactly. It really exactly. changes your that's mindset. Thing. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's a good point. I got a question here from Frank. It says, Terry, can I make a difference by running for a public office? <laughs> that's, well, you gave yourself up. That's our <laughs> former congressman, Frank Ginter. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. uh, you should be out there again. The world needs your voice. Um, you're, you know, you're a great public servant. I was proud to be a part of your campaign. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, your why is to, I know your why because I, I, I worked with you. So you have a why you want to. You know, you want to help people through your vo- through sharing your voice and stewardship. Make make uh, wherever you, whether it's the state, local government, or, or federal, make them uh, more powerful. Hell yeah! More more pe- empowering people. I like to say, if you have something to say, it'd be a damn shame not to say it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah stand a post and don't be afraid to get whacked at. Yeah. I mean, people are gonna people are gonna come at you, and you know, we don't talk politics whatsoever on this on this. <laughs> Because we just don't, for the most part. Um, <laughs> because it's, yeah, yeah, divisive. You know, there's polarity there. We have audience fans on both sides. We never get in that, you know. Here, here are the books. If you can take ideas and you have a powerful why it's important to you and others are sharing and inspired by it, I would, I would definitely keep sharing it. Yeah, yeah. What else we got, Stevie? I'd vote for you again. Let me look here. Oh, I have one here. That's kind of an interesting one. Uh, what was something that you were passionate about when you were a child? Mm. It's like all questions to help you kind of find your why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Passion. Uh, oh, my God. Sports, and I <laughs> wanted to be Tom DeLonge <laughs> from Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much. What was it? I wanted, 
sports. Like I loved basketball, soccer, and football. And then I, I was obsessed with Blink-182, with the band. Oh, oh yeah. that's where the musician thing comes from. Yeah, so I just got a guitar and like learned all, you know. Hey, you're a pretty good musician. I really yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, I really no, you're, enjoy it. You're very good. Mm-hmm. must be difficult yeah. to decide what you want to be great at. That's another thing about your why. Yeah. You know? It's a tool. Yeah, I mean, that's the, you know, when I talk about those blocks, that's the conversation you have to have with yourself. Yeah. I can be, if I put everything into, into being a musician... I can be a good musician. I can yeah. be above average musician. When it comes to speech writing and storytelling, though, I believe I can be in the point zero one percent. Yeah, you. And that's why I want to. You go may there. very well be the best on earth and authentic motivational content, as evidenced by views. I mean, that's a measurable goal. That's very interesting. That's another example why you should have a why, because you can. You know, if you have any talent, and everyone does, everyone's got a gift. Uh, there's a book out there called the. Eight intelligences, I think that's what it's called, is the IQ that is a, a test that measures your intelligence. But there's eight other measurable intelligences, mm. you know, music, the written word. Some people are spatial. Some people are, are kinesthetic, artistic. There's like eight of them. You got to figure out what one you're good at. Um, because we got to do that on this podcast. It's, that's it's on awesome the shelf. Yeah, yeah, it keeps getting backed up. It's a great book. And someone t- turned me on to it. And in the IQ sets people up for, for uh, self-esteem failures. Like, I have a low IQ doesn't mean you're, you can't contribute. Right. Like, some people contribute greatly that are, are just in art, or not just in art, but their artistic skills may not score well on the IQ test, which isn't worth a crap. For what it's worth, standardized tests always kick yeah, my all, ass. Yeah. I, I, never, I just didn't do well on them. That's good. <laughs> they always do the opposite. So what they, always do the opposite of what they tell you. <laughs> it's like I'm giving what a bunch of shit that is. <laughs> oh man! But what do we got? Oh, but, another question on what's your favorite book? Interesting. We keep getting that. Why don't we limit it, it to why, why, why don't we limit it week to week? Let, I feel like to these books right here. Well, yours is here. You like essentialism? I think essentialism is the most important. A lot of people like Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, this is a great book if you have any, uh, if you want to get some quick mental health fix. We interviewed this guy, Barry Michaels, The Tools. Uh, these are tools you can use to get, like he talks about, uh, these are things you can use now. He says, does a plumber go in, you know, and look back 20 years to find out why you got a clogged pipe? No, they know they go to the problem right now. <laughs> He's a really thing, good guy. The one too. thing's the one I picked. The one thing is, is my, my, probably my favorite book. It's about dominoes to... Whoever asked the Domino's question. I love, I love books. They're fantastic. It's hard to pick one. One of my favorite stories is at the end of, of the one thing uh, about it? the kid in the puzzle. Do you remember that? I don't remember. Yeah, it's like, it's so oddly buried in there, but I talk mm. about it all. I start a lot of keynotes with it, actually. So basically, story time? Yes, please. I don't remember. <laughs> basically, I don't so you got popcorn ready. You got a father and a son and the father like travels all the time and he's like, I'm going to be home oh. tomorrow. I promise. Oh. It's us. It's father, yeah. son. And the kid's so excited. He tucks him into bed. The next morning, the dad's at the table and he's got his paper and he's reading uh, reading the paper. He's got his coffee and he hears like little footprints coming and he looks at his watch. He's like, oh man. He's like, I need at least another half an hour. I could use another mm-hmm. cup. And um, basically the kid sits down and he thinks he has this great idea. He's like, ah, Opens his newspaper, rips out a page, finds a picture of the world, the globe, rips it into a bunch of little pieces, puts it in front of the kid like a puzzle, and says, as soon as you're done putting this together, 
I'm done with the newspaper. We'll go outside. We'll play. The day will begin, right? Picks up his paper, thinks he's got this little maneuver. And a minute, two minutes go by. The kid gets it done, figures it out. And then dad's like, what? How did you do that? There's no way. And he asked the kid and the kid says, uh, you know, it's a glass table, right? And a piece fell on the floor. And when he bent down to pick it up, he could see on the other side of that page was a man. And the kid turned all the pieces over, put the man together. And obviously the world fell into place, right? And that metaphor, it just gives me chills. Oh, I do remember that. Oh, I love that. I can't believe it. I forget. I Sometimes now I forget which books the stories are in, but I remember the story. Well, it's like oddly dropped at the end. That's a great point, yeah. though. The stories stick with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's true. Fantastic. And a lot of these books, like, start with why. I mean, it really is just a culmination. I mean, it's 150 little stories. You know, he ties them together nicely with, with themes and... Yeah, it's basically a purpose book. It's yeah. a book about your own purpose and you know, trying to blend that into a company uh, that can help people and getting that perfectly woven into a great statement yeah. so people get it. They understand what you're doing. You know? Right, because as uh, Carmine says, having the best idea, the best purpose, the best anything doesn't matter if you can't articulate it. That's right. Yeah, if you, if you can't communicate your idea or your, or your why or you don't have a team to help you do it or implement the why too, by the way. Remember, uh, just, just on a side note, while we're waiting, I know we got a couple of questions. If you have a question, ask it, because uh, we're going to be probably, I don't know what kind of time we ten got. 10 minutes left. we got 10 minutes. I want to do one more workshop on someone's why. If you have a business, we want to work on your why. Um, but he said that, um, I lost my train of thought. What was I talking yeah, about? Yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, what were they talking about? Stories. Oh, stories. Wise. Carmine. Carmine. Stories. Like it's only as good as your ability to tell it. Oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're. If you can't, oh, I, this is what I was gonna say. If you have a why and you know how to communicate, you still might not know how. So every man with a why or man or woman with a why has a a, a person with a plan, right? Because yeah, the, the, the team Disney. Yeah, yeah. Walt Disney had his brother Roy. No one knows about Roy. He was the implementer. Did you? I didn't until I read this book. I didn't. No. No, because of course <laughs> no we know idea. Steve Jobs had um, Wozniak. Yep. And then Bill Gates had... I forget the dude. Paul name. Allen. Okay. And then uh, even Herb... What's the name? guy? The guy from Southwest Airlines. He had uh, Rollin King, the implementer. So everyone who has a Y has... And King had a, a very famous... like handler he handled everything all the demonstrations he had all the rules so that's about team building but you can never get anyone decent on your team if you don't have a good why mm -hmm. the good people won't do it yeah they're it's like important. i'm not into that you know it's not gonna work it's like having a hundred dollar bill in your wallet and not being able to take it out <laughs> <laughs> i got a question for you ed so what made you feel that you can believe in the speaking you could be in the top one percent less and the musician you couldn't um, so it's feedback and basically I feel like understanding where your strengths and your values are. It's almost like, like math, for example. I know if I gave everything to math, I could be good at math, right? Maybe above average. Right. But there are people that I remember from high school buddies I still talk to today that are just wired. Like I did good in math, but I had to study probably 10 times the amount they did 
It just wasn't my core competency. And so not only do I love speaking and speech writing, but it comes easy. It's a state of flow. And the more reps you do, the better you get. Um, whereas like my voice, I mean, it is what it, I can improve it, but I'll never be Michael Buble. Mm. That's just not, that's like, you'll never be a linebacker yeah. on the Chicago Bears. Um, that doesn't mean you couldn't practice every single day of your life and be a damn good athlete, you know, for, for as far as football is concerned. Right. But you get my it's point. Interesting. Um, yeah. So no, it's, it's there's, Yeah, there's fireworks between what you love doing and what gives the most value to the world. If you, if God, if those things line up, right. watch out, you know. That's a good, that's a good point. I just had to ask that because I think of the same what, thing. What do you th- what's your take? Do you, do you somewhat disagree or? Um, well, there's, there's something to pushing yourself to believe into that thing. Like the linebacker is a great example because it's like you need to be a physical stature. But the musician one, like the voice, like I don't know how much it takes to have a great voice, you know? And I do think people are so naturally talented as well. But that one is like less, seems like more work could be put in. Like if you spent 10 years every single day, could you be as good as Buble? I, in my head, yes. Mm. I don't know. Um, but then the other thing is that the main point is that if you tried, like if I tried to be a linebacker and I believed it, I feel like that might lead me further down my right path as well. So if you have like such a strong feeling that you want to do that more than anything, even if everything's against mm-hmm. you, when you push to and push that belief and see how hard you can push yourself to reach that limit, I think you're going down the right path of your why, like further down it. I like that. Yeah, like it's that. it's tough though. That's like that's like the question I think about all the time is like how far do you push? Remember that one with the marbles in his mm-hmm. mouth? Yeah, we, that's the same thing. It's like how it? far do you push it? Oh, Her- do you remember that one? The guy it wasn't in, uh, Her- obstacles Her- the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Greek. Greek philosopher. It wasn't Heraclitus. It was uh, Erasmus. Something like that. There's no chance I'll remember that name. (laughs) It's in the book. Um, I used to hire. I hired a kid who was a he was a golfer, golf pro, and he loved golf. And he was trying to get in the tour. He's never going to make it on the tour. And but he was a golf pro. He's you know if you're a tour player, you don't want to be a golf pro. Like a lot of great ball players don't want to be a coach. Right. They just love the hunt. And, you know, if you want to stay around, my recruiting was if you want to stay around the sport, but you want to play it, be an advisor to the sport. Be in the sport, but not, not in it. Right. Like you could have figured out a way to make money in music because you're a great writer. You could have been involved in the hunt. Maybe you get a break, you know? Yeah. Do you know my buddy JB? Yep. Who listens? JB uh, Frank. He, he wrote a song. <laughs> he wrote, he wrote uh, Cherry Pie for Warrant. And then he wrote us, he's wrote in six, written 600 songs. And the other day, like a month ago, he got a letter from his agent said that some company overseas wants to buy a song for a, like, a, like a lot of money. I can't tell you the number. I was going to say it, but we said his name. So out of nowhere, oh, something he wrote like <laughs> 30 years ago, he gets this giant check for. Isn't that wild? That's awesome. It's like, you know, because he loves to write music. It's the, it's the Stockdale paradox. Right. Right. So, Steve, you believe it. You trust yourself. You have faith 100%, but you're also brutally aware of what's on the ground, the realities. And it also depends on your goal, too. Like, some people don't want to be a linebacker for the Bears. Maybe they just want to be a good linebacker, right? I had to make a decision, like, 
the like I want to be the point zero one percent. I think I can help the most people that way. I think I can make the biggest difference that way. Mm-hmm. And so that was a decision I made based on my standards. So that matters a lot too. Like if if that's not your why, then yeah, you know what I mean. So it it always varies. Yeah, I had an interesting conversation because last year in May, I went. To, remember, when I went to go to Berkshire Hathaway. I had an event out there yeah. for their annual meeting. They're not having it this year. I think they're going to have it online. Um, and I was, I was, I, I, I registered late and I was way out of town, like 20 minutes out of town in Omaha and I was in Omaha and in the same hotel waiting for my Uber, which took like an hour to get to me. Another guy says, you going to the meeting? I, I, he obviously was, he had a beautiful suit on. I said, yeah, you can drive with me. Great. He was a billionaire, right? He's a billionaire. I checked him out and I was like, wow, because we got talking pretty freely. We spent the whole the whole the whole weekend together. Mm. I said, what, what what's it like to have that much money? You know what a billion is? Isn't that a hundred thousand million? <laughs> it's a lot of money. And he goes, I live on fifty thousand dollars a month, and no more. Like he couldn't spend any more, which is six hundred grand, right. which is still a lot of money, but not a billion. And he says, that's the most I'll ever spend. Like. But he's still driving. Uh, he's actually developing a phone with like a, a it's got a, uh, an L, like a full HD projector on it. I saw it. It was remarkable. It could project on, like he was projecting it on the back of the cab driver. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. Like he's still running hard. Like he doesn't need to work, but he loves to, he says, this is going to change the world. the chase. So he took the phone too, and he, he loaded in 5,000 hours of curriculum, and he's and he can make it for five hundred dollars, and he and he gives it to foreign countries. It's, it's like two years of curriculum in a school in Africa. I was like, wow, I would I would legitimately travel to do that type of thing. Like this guy had a great why, and I loved his principles. He's like, it's not a, and he didn't live flash. He, he I see him. He doesn't. I've seen him since. He doesn't live a flashy life. That's cool awesome. dude. He's a you know he's a billionaire. Not a lot of those floating around. Steve would say, "Real good guy." <laughs> it's just, I mean, that, it's not a money thing. That's my point. Right. Like I know lots of people that make a half a million dollars. It's not that much money, believe it or not. Uh, so if you think it's a lot of money, just kind of look around. There's lots of lots of ways you can make uh, that kind of money uh, if you work on the same thing and get better at it over time. But he, um, like, that's what he lived on. But everything else was just like for his why. It was for a purpose. I have another question here. It's, you kind of already answered it, but maybe we can do a new take on it. It's from Akil. It says, what are the books that inspired you? Maybe you can do what books inspired you in a way that you didn't expect. Yeah, I can probably look at this and just run through. So essentialism inspired me to live simpler, go into my closet, donate a lot of my clothes, get rid of the stuff I'm not using. Um when I stop talking, you'll know I'm dead. The tenacity that this guy has um, to, you know, think he can be Elvis's manager seems outlandish, but he just continues to call, continues to call, makes a dream reality. Mm-hmm. Good to great inspires you to do the things that make you above average, above average leader, putting your team first. Um, so there's, there's bits and pieces from all this stuff. I can go on for an hour, but I'll, I'll let you. Do you have one? What was the question? Uh, what books... What books have inspired you? But I kind of change it up to see maybe if there's something that unique, like a different one that you weren't expecting that kind of caught you off. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't call it maybe maybe it's the wrong answer, but Sapiens uh, and Harari stuff. um, It also disturbs you a little bit. It's about you know the Homo sapien and why we've survived as a species. 
There's a lot of business applications in there. Um, there was this, another sleeper was The Martian. I read the book. Or I mean, I, I watched the movie, and I didn't want to do the book. Eddie, Eddie got the pick. And I was like, ah, it's not a business book. But it's, that's all it is is a business book. It's about a, a guy that got stuck on Mars and had to literally figure out how to survive without any resources. Like, they couldn't mail him things. They couldn't send it. It'd take too long. He'd be dead before the, the supplies got there. He had to make what, what he had work to live. And I'm coaching some, some, some people right now that are complaining that they can't leave and they can't, you know, drive to see their clients. I said, well, let's pretend you got to figure it out mm. using only what you have, your mouth, your, your camera, or your phone. And you got to influence them. You got to learn how to do it over a video conference. Is it possible? Yeah. Well, the guy in the Martian figured out how to build, <laughs> you know, figure out how to build what? Potatoes. Yeah, and then you know, General Motors is making uh, ventilators out of carburetors. Yeah. You know, in six weeks they turn out. I mean, come on, it's possible. And yeah. that's uh, I love that about that book. Um, that was a surprise. It was great. And it was way better than the movie. Resourcefulness in a nutshell. Love it. Yeah. What about Relentless? That's inspiration. That's like adrenaline injected into your veins. That dude's a beast. By the way, that's Steve's, Steve's question. This is a guy who wanted to be a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. Injuries kept happening, kept happening, kept happening. Mm -hmm. he, he pivots and becomes one of the best trainers in the same sport that he loves so much ever. Jordan's trainer, Kobe's trainer, Wade's trainer. Um, guy, yeah. guy changed the sport. He stayed in the sport, though. He, he stayed. Did, he yeah. stayed close to the sport. He had credibility. It was an easy... Actually, if you look back on his life, he got hurt, so he taught people how not to get hurt and how to recover from being hurt. Exactly. Now, he's, he's a beast. He, he actually corresponded with us. I like that guy. Anybody that talks to us, we like. <laughs> we got Daniel Pink You're coming up, by the way. If you by the way, up. if you want to wrap up, because we have four minutes or okay. three minutes, yeah. actually. We so. got a verbal on Daniel Pink, who wrote, uh, who wrote Drive, uh, New York Times bestselling author. We just got a verbal today on Brian Moran, who wrote, who wrote The 12-Week Year. It's how to write a plan that helps you accomplish what normally takes a year in 12 weeks and do it four times in a year. I'm so pumped. It breaks the year down into 12, 12 four-week years. Got a good lineup. 12, four 12-week years. It's fantastic. I've known Brian for a long time. All right. So next week. Just because we're against the clock here. So next week we have Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. And uh, great, great read so far. I'm excited. And just to kind of refresh. So every Tuesday morning, we release a podcast where we talk about the book, kind of give our thoughts and overview. And then every Thursday, same exact time, 8 p.m., uh, we want to reconnect with you guys, answer any questions about the book or anything in general, and just kind of see if we can help you out, chat a little bit. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So everyone, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. And for those of you listening, I hope this has been valuable to you. Take care, uh, guys. Have a good night.